Hey guys, what's up? So, I'm not really doing anything of a show today, so this is just a little bit of a bonus. It's only, I'd say, about 13 minutes or so long. Um, The most I'll say about it is I've seen this movie, and, uh, you know, I thought Christopher Nolan, okay... Is it is it is it getting too hyped up, you know? And then I seen it. It took me a while. It's not like I wanted. To, I I didn't know if I wanted to see it. And then I seen it. And then I was like, wow, just blown away. It really is that good. And I usually hate when characters boast up a movie that's not that good. Like just like prop it up and it's just shit. But. Yeah, I mean, this is really a classic. It's going to go down as a classic movie. And uh, it was it was really well made, and I did not know any of the stuff, which you guys are about to hear. All right, I'm going to stop right there. I'm tired. This is for Wednesday. I'll be releasing this at 12 a.m. Wednesday, January 3rd. Peace out. And like always, take care of yourselves and one another. This is Jimmy James saying peace out. People can't take pride. <laughs> no, he just turned to dust if you, if you wonder where he went. <laughs> We're in a race against the Nazis, and I know what it means if the Nazis have a bomb. How compelled did you feel to try to go deep on the world of quantum physics? Did you try to understand it at any level? Uh, we'll start with you, Me? Yeah. <laughs> um, I figured out pretty quickly that it would have been a waste of time to try to understand <laughs> anything significantly about quantum mechanics. Seriously though, my job was to kind of go after the humanity of the character. And, and, and frankly, there's probably like a tiny percentage of people on the planet who can have a proper grasp of, of uh, that level of physics. Chris I, being one of them. Chris being one of them, <laughs> yeah. I did speak to Kip Thorne, who was this oh. uh, advisor uh, on, the, on the film, who was also the advisor on Interstellar. Yeah. And uh, he's great at kind of breaking it down. So I had a kind of, you know, concept, vague conceptual grasp of, of what was going on, but these guys are operating on a completely, completely different level. You know? If we could understand the science to that level, we, that's what we would be doing with yeah. our lives. <laughs> yes. you know? Like, it, it really is about trying to get across the, the, the interpersonal dynamics between these characters, the, you know, what Oppenheimer must have lived with. That's what, Chris, when he came to us with the movie, uh, you know, the supporting players, it was very clear. The script was written in the first person. It was very much Oppenheimer's experience. It was through his eyes. And he was like, this movie is going to be entirely riding on the back of that performance and what this person lived with. And, and I need actors in support of that. And so that was really our job. So I, we all had different dynamics with the Oppenheimer character so we looked at those for me it was from the military side and Groves my character ran the Manhattan Project and hired him as the scientific director so they had this kind of natural tension because they looked at the world in a different way but it was really all about how our characters affected him Mm. and added to this kind of burden that he had and kind of haunted him through his life. Mm. Fascinating that you all believe that Christopher Nolan understood all of the science. Working with him did you see him more as the scientist or the artist? Like his films often 
work right in that fertile territory of dreams and technology, science and art. And engineering. And engineering, yeah. of course. Yeah, I mean, you like, need to I, balance all those things. That's how I see right? him or like Jim Cameron or those two. I've never worked with Cameron, but like just from looking at his movies, like they they have that bit of engineer in them. Like when you look at Chris's like, you know, the hallway fight in Inception mm. and you realize he he realized, oh well if we if we build the hallway and then hang it and then put them on wires then we can turn it and we can make them, you know, he, he always has some kind of engineering idea. And he's always pushing the tech, like on this, they invented black and white uh, IMAX film. Yeah. Right, just right. for the movie, right? Like nobody's ever thought to do that. And um, so I think he's like equal part artist and engineer, maybe. His breadth of abilities are just so vast. And, um, and you feel that, you know, I feel like there must have been a hurricane going on inside of him during this process, none of which you see. It's just encased in this very calm exterior and you're kind of kept from the chaos of what it must have been like to create a film like this. But I think he's in equal measures just incredibly curious about the artistic pursuit that actors go through and he wants to see what you're gonna bring you just feel every day he was like what else what else show me show me show me it's just sort of wonderfully freeing you know to work with someone like that who's as invested in what you can bring as he is in the engineering and the structure of the film so I mean I just think there's no one who can do that like he's so groundbreaking in that in that way yeah I mean like a David Lean or Hitchcock, there's this mystique, and I knew that uh, Murphy was on the inside because he was kind of, you know, <laughs> they're all thick as thieves. And I think for Emily, and I'll speak for myself, it was this real kind of intimidation factor. And yeah. once you're there and doing it, arguably one of the least judgmental directors I've ever experienced. So it's not about control, it's about precision. And so it really kind of created a whole new neuropathway in my mind of how yeah. I've related to that projection of director. Yeah. So yeah. the status thing? Yes, yeah. yes. I think that's the weirdest thing about it. Weirder, I, I don't know if unique, maybe most unique thing is that like, he's got this incredible ambitious vision and yet he doesn't visit any of that on you. You have total creative freedom and he's genuinely interested, like Em was saying, in what you're gonna do. And so it's like he gets the best out of everybody he's collaborating with and somehow bakes that into his vision and all the boats kind of rise rather That's than kind of engineering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The weird thing. It's almost like an engineering of the, the humans mm -hmm. because yeah. all the rest of the stuff, trust me, you will never be on a set that is more dialed in. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where the only thing that could go wrong is us. Right. <laughs> Which is weird because usually yeah. everything else is chaotic. <laughs> you know, the comet, the eye of the storm. Now, yeah. hold on now. Let's get this master. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as an actor with an improvisational background, is that that something that you could bring to this? Is that something that he sure. looks for as well? That he's looking to find something? He's not looking not for it or not looking for it. He did mm. say, uh, Robert, you seem to be doing a lot of improv out there. I, I, if you get scared out there, just float gently back to the text. <laughs> and I was like, it wasn't a Jedi mind no, trick. No, he no. wasn't guffing me. Again, he's kind of like a dad that you can't have a beef with because he's actually just a really good parent. Yeah. yeah. That was the most disconcerting of all the energies because I had no previous experience with that. <laughs> <laughs> you love having beef with dad. <laughs> well, now I have to ask, did you get scared out of the, out there at any point? Was there something that, yeah, I was having no. a ball. You and Christopher Nolan are thick as thieves, but it took six films and 20
Is there something that? Yeah, obviously. No. I don't know if you and Christopher Nolan are thick as thieves, but it took six films in 20 years for him to give you yeah. a leading role. Yeah. Is that something that you feel you're in the long run for? I mean, this, this process went pretty well. <laughs> well, these guys. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you, oh, are you yeah, in, it, in it for uh, well, you know, only four more, a years, small four more part films on for you? Then he put me on ice for a couple movies. <laughs> yeah. Then, so I don't well, know. He put you on I, ice I, before you were in Interstellar as well. That's you know, just true. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm very confused about my status. <laughs> yeah. I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, don't be too desperate. I think sorry, the thing sorry. is, I'm not available. <laughs> when Chris calls, I think any actor would go, yeah. yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want. Whatever, whatever you want. We're like, but like he was saying, Chris himself said, he doesn't write with actors in mind because yes. he goes, if I write with an actor in mind, then I'm already limiting what the movie can be because I'm thinking of something they've already done. So. Right. Who knows, you know. But he is adapting a book that has a striking resemblance to you on the cover of it. I wonder well, how I soon into writing it he I started mean, thinking yeah. about you, though. I just think there's a part of me that just feels like, who else can play that part? And but it was funny. I think it, a lot of us ended up looking like the characters. <laughs> worryingly. Yeah, worryingly like the characters. You know, we kind of... And you like owners start looking like their pets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of. <laughs> I mean, when I saw that first. That was it. I the one in the production office. The, the, the blown up oh. picture of Gillian. An empty uh, uh, panel board. Yeah. yeah. Yep. One picture. Yeah. You. I was With like, the oh, this is it. Oh, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. So. And we're done. again, we're not on the board yet. <laughs> and yeah. our pictures have to go up. So it was this weird thing of, again, not intimidation of like that self centered actor mm. ego fear, but more like rising to an occasion. Yeah. Go like, oh, wow. Like, I hate to use the I word, but you're like, this is important whether yeah. you're going to show up for this important thing or not and man I have never in my whole life seen someone do what you did yeah. and I think we would all attest to yeah. that yeah, for sure oh, God. Yeah. Irish people can't take prejudice I know he just wants to go completely in he just turned to dust if, you, if you're wondering where he went <laughs> you're like Thank moving you. on please move on please move on but then the subject matter is the I word as well is so important was that daunting beyond just trying to rise to the occasion with Christopher Nolan? No, it? it's knowing that Chris Nolan's making the story ah, yeah. and we're in it. And so mm -hmm. it wasn't daunting at all for me. It was like, to me, it was like, this is the appropriate director matched to this incredibly important story. Like, this is mm -hmm. an obvious marriage made in heaven and we're the kids, you know, in the middle of it. And so it, it, it wasn't daunting at all. But I don't know how Killian didn't lose his mind. I <laughs> no, 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 for we sure. We looked at the schedule, we mm -hmm. would pop in oh. and out, mm -hmm. and you were there. You were never not there. Mm -hmm. And none of us really know, we know in parts what the experience are, but even just, if you just talk about it in terms of a lift, yeah. how? Yeah. yeah. Just give us a little about how. But you know, you get into a kind of a rhythm. You get that kind of rhythm when you're in every single day and you don't think about anything else and it just consumes you. It's all like you a live in possession. Breathe. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're in this. Yeah, it is kind of like a little bit like a possession. But it was the best. I mean, coming to work and like you look at the calls and you go, oh my God, I got to see him with Downey tomorrow. Then I got to see him with Matt and I got to see him with Emily and then I see him with Gary Oldman. It was, I mean, what actor wouldn't? That's just a dream. Yeah, job and and of course you got the best people in the world. You've got to just raise your game every time. It was but just a stamina, stamina, yeah, yeah, and yeah. talent is crazy. And how you did it, eating a celery stick a day, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do not know how you did it. There's uh, usually a target weight that you hit, yeah. and then you know the shirts off. You're in the certain you know yeah, gown or whatever, yeah. and then you relax a little bit. 
No. This Nothing. was, as we crept, there was no day that you weren't still on a mission because no, they were shooting as much in sequence as possible. Mm -hmm. So we also saw more and more, more emaciated. What did, my brother, was you hosted this for mm -hmm. everyone else mm -hmm. because the fish stinks from the head. And if you come in and Killian's in a bit of a mood because don't you know all the pressure he's under and he just had to you know do a lecture in Dutch the day before and now he's got to do these five scenes yes. in scene two and that's where I really think you uh, you really really was that deliberate one foot in front of the other mm -hmm. yeah that's you all know what I mean it, yeah, yeah. It, but it was just but I think it, you're, it's the, you're saying the kindest words but I think it was just the atmosphere on set was that everyone was there for the work like completely you know there's no trailers there's no like hierarchy everyone's just there to do good work and that's because of Chris that's the atmosphere mm -hmm. he creates you know and we all felt that it could be something really really special I think we all felt that you know how has your relationship with Christopher evolved has he changed as a filmmaker his approach no I mean I think his he's just refining and refining his vision yeah you know I think this film might be his kind of magnum opus you know I think it's absolutely mm. a stunning stunning piece of work what he's doing within the language of film I think nobody else is doing like 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 he's doing it and he makes it for the theaters he makes it for that collective experience of strangers sitting in the dark and watching this thing and being transported you know mm. nobody really does it like him and I, it's just terrifically satisfying to to be involved yeah. in it you know? it does feel so different I, I the pace is almost dizzying mm. every scene you're talking about these great scenes that you're getting to do but they're so short did that feel different as far as like the approach to making it we, we shot really fast yeah. right? I mean we, we shot, we shot in like 57 days or something we were going all over America it was just like this train yeah. but I have never seen a crew work like that the crew were no, they, they, unbelievable yeah. like he works unbelievably fast but then when you're actually doing the scenes you don't ever, feel rushed you don't feel yeah. ever, ever, yeah. ever rushed yeah. no 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 and, and they feel somehow intimate like Hoyta has this ability to operate this giant IMAX camera and, and hold, put it on his shoulder and because you're kind of all sitting around talking suddenly Hoyt has got the camera up and suddenly the scenes kind of happening yeah. and mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like it's declared you know, okay everybody yeah. we're gonna do this <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's just kind of it just and starts to happen Chris's approach I never saw a mark yeah. Oh, no, no way. Now, sometimes you'll do that because things are hyper-specific and then you have freedom within it. As long as you hit that mark, it's cool. But mm -hmm. it was always like, I'm not even, we're not even doing that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that was another kind of surprise from what my projection might have been, you know? Yeah, and then there was no cranes, there was no steady cam. They kind of stripped it all back to the most kind of basic toys, you know, which is mostly dollies, right? Yeah. yeah. And then one camera for most of it. It was, it was just amazing to watch those guys work. But I do agree that the pace of it, like the velocity of it when I saw it was just dizzying and yes. jarring. It was it was so it's like this runaway train and you kinda of never want to get in front of it. Which is his brain. Oh it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's his it's brain. Op, it's Chris's brain, but it's Oppenheimer's yes. brain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Carrying you through this story. And here's a little bit of a trinket at the end. Here we go. It is now time to explain to people just what's wrong with me. Oh, thank you. Cost! First and foremost, just, I always want to I mean, apologize and I'm like black spinning. and white well, I in wish the I back. Could still better. Anyways, let's get on let's with the one omens of craziness. I, I'm invincible now. <laughs> I just 
always thought I was just like the hottest guy in the classroom. Yes. This shit is old. Yo, I mean one, Mr. Grinch. As I might told you my story. Once upon a time, I snuck to Santa Claus's house when there was nobody there. And I took a big fat shit right under Mrs. Claus's. Oh, you never sleep. Hey, I'm a fucking cucumber. I'm leveling up. Holy shit, smokes. I'm gonna enjoy this milkshake, whether you like. I swear, I just seen like some fucking like thing in bagging me. If I turn the camera. Anyway, so, getting on to the rest of this. Guys, these are jokes that are just in your dream, man. I took like no drugs making this. What's more fucked up? Me or you? Probably you. Huh? So like, yeah, every once in a while I try to get serious, you know what I mean? I try not to joke around, I try to stay. I punch myself so hard, I punch myself back in a human form. It's just one of these. And I don't even need those fucking things. I'm telling you, I'm a goddamn, oh, I'm old, oh Jesus, uh, take me home, take me home. <laughs> You want to you want to see something really creepy with this voice? This voice, the voice is included. So this is like going to be my hair. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey guys, my name is Yukai, and I'm like totally two thousand twenty-three. I'm gonna fucking kill you all. Little creepy, right?
So I always wanted to know what happens when you have like, you know... This is look like when one of them animates start to like dip out or like... Uh, I love you a long time, but like it's not like that, it's more like... Here I am, wide awake. Two minutes later... There's a big difference between me and you, sister. And I will buck you up because I'm from, like, China or some shit. The last person tells me this. Uh, wonder if I've seen little creatures around. I eventually told him no. But who are we kidding? My motherfucking name is Jimmy James. And I'm just that much more insane than you'll ever be. <laughs> I don't get it. I feel like I'm in my ecstasy night. The year hasn't even wrong yet. Ow, fuck. This is your truth card. I. You are rich. With what? Shall I share you my home again? Let's check another one out, shall we? Truth card. This is true. Sometimes, yes. Does there anyone like keep going with this or like your chest mooted? Here we go with your last truth card. That is true. I am fucking loyal to a T. Your score for this show is... Um... The fuck do I have in my mouth? Oh, 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 it's a game. Hold on, I got this, I got this, I got this. Ready? I got this. Motherfuckers... Maybe I should be smoking cigarettes and, and talking to you before I come in the 1950s. Do you know what's sad? I grew up with the cowboy man. Yeah. That just came the tuition or the thing in my brain would makes these thoughts. The cowboy man was a guy on I-95, that's Interstate 95, on the east coast of the United States of America. That is a country, by the way. Who would literally just do this all day long? 
every day, all day. That's my best, and you know, that's my best marble man. All right, back to the egg thing. I will start being funny in the year 2024 and so getting back to the real me I just wanted to finish out your show saying this is the Jimmy James show A to Z life and beyond insanity at its finest. <laughs> and one more to... I was really born like this, and uh, this is the best I can do. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. You found out you're a variant, and you haven't even looked, have you? You want to be king? I don't want to be. I was born to be. That is what we know. War, and it's on its way, and that's who you showed us in there. He who remains, this is his kingdom. That's the gambit. Take over, or an infinite amount of the start another multiversal war, and I just end up right back here anyways. Reincarnation, baby. Sylvie, stop. You want the throne. <laughs> Not for better or for worse, the timelines are free. It's up to us to protect them, to do better than he who remains. We're playing God. What's the plan? Load the multiplier, launch it, and get back. Time to be brave. The branches are dying. Everything's falling apart. I need to go back to before the temporal loom melted down. You need to learn how to control your time slipping. Jimmy James, while I drive away my Lincoln, yeah, hey what's up guys, this is Jimmy James, and I'm here to tell you one more freaking time, fuck it, let me do that again, this is Jimmy James telling you one more fucking time, you must now, according to Spotify and Anchor, with the lovely assist, can you please go to uh, Spotify and follow me? Because that's the only way I can even get a red cent. Please follow me. I'm begging you, follow me. I got no food on the table. Follow me. They won't pay me anymore. They said I need a certain amount of followers on Spotify. Please go follow me. I'll do anything. Anything you say, I'll do it. But, alright, I'm just getting a little carried away. Um, if you can, um, 
Yes, um, if you can, um, please follow me on Spotify. Um, I'll, pu- I'll put the I'll put the link in there. Um, oh, and uh, also, goodbye. Welcome to my hell. Monsters inside all of us.